rubbers and you put a pineapple in the back seat thing. and you lost two rubbers. That's, Absolutely that bonkers. Like par for the course. Don't ask questions. <laughs> Don't ask questions. I have additional questions. <laughs> I am additionally afraid to ask. Oh my god. What's what's going on tonight? It's not our our normal. We 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 thought you guys were uh a little bit too sane, so we uh, lined up to give you your dose of taint a day early for important reasons. <laughs> I was a little worried about you for a second there. It almost was like you were doing Lucky Charms. Ooh, was I doing Lucky Charms? For a second, when you started, you were like, oh, what's going on today? And I was like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> What does that sound like? Either a really old reference to shrooms or a really new reference to shrooms? Uh, both. <laughs> Welcome to another Black both. Tower episode. Tonight we're going to be talking about some very important things. Okay, guys. Uh, I usually do a fairly good accent here on the Black Tower, but I'm pretty sure that we just found Josh's like... <laughs> Just like the best de resistance. The de resistance de Soravan Mahal. Because that was that was See, all the all the American people are like, dude, that was great. And all the British people are like, oh my god, can you stop, please? You're supposed to be British. <laughs> Embarrassing. I thought you're going for Irish. I'm not even gonna lie. I'll, I was yeah, going I'm for I'm pretty Irish. sure that all uh, of the Irish people just went, What did you just fucking call the- us? <laughs> <laughs> You little shite. What, what are you joking, see? <laughs> We're from the. What's we he, might be fucking drinking rum. We're not fucking. What the fuck is he doing? You take that back right now. Is that what happens? Like every Jordan Con you wear your kilt to, your like Irish accent, even though that's like a Scottish thing, just gets better. <laughs> Would you like a bit of me taint on your tongue? <laughs> wow. Or maybe I mean, it's your. Maybe it's your Scottish impressive. accent, but it's got to go through Ireland first. it's it's my great is what you're saying can i just say i started this with a compliment and now we're going to get canceled by every single uk like person (laughs) we know ever we love you (laughs) i mean the uk maybe not the irish they've got thick skin not saying that uh the uk inherently has thin skin yeah they do I don't care. Yeah, we're just gonna keep digging ourselves into like the Irish are tougher than the Chinese proverb. Obviously, well, see, you have the privilege of being able to sit there and be like, "I was just a guess. Take I have your no hands idea off what the, the hell shovel." Yeah. But anyway, we are the Black Tower right, Podcast. So we are back Black recording on a Monday for a change. That is a rarity that we record any day other than Tuesday. But you know, strongest sacrifices require the strongest wills. Even though this isn't like a sacrifice, because I'm looking forward to not really having to do anything tomorrow. Is that someone um, we really want to quote on this show? <laughs> I mean, who knows? In between technical difficulties and feeling interference, for the half night. of the show might disappear at any given moment. So I'm trying to keep them under control. Like, keep your enemies close. You know what I mean? No, there you go. There you go. Well, there he's you a go. very cute enemy to have. So that's helpful. The chaos is contained at the moment. At the moment. It is indeed everything today. in perfect balance. As all I am not quite Thanos, though I would love to have the drip. But I'm your Bajan Mahal Andrew. Yes, I just said the drip. <laughs> I'm I'm not quite Thanos either, and I would love to have a suit to fight Thanos. I am your Amon Khan Mahal Daniel. <laughs> oh Jesus. 
This is already Thanos. And I'm <laughs> not even remotely Thanos. I am Josh, your Sorovan Mihail. <laughs> and we are the Mihails of the Black Tower. And if you're oh. listening to us on the radio, you've already heard a fourth voice that is more melodic and enchanting than ours. <laughs> And if you are watching on YouTube, chances are you're also seeing the source of that melodious voice. And uh, what I'd like to do now is uh, if you could just please introduce yourself. Actually, I think and, you're uh, probably people... you're probably going to need Critter to do it for you. So go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, Critter's cat, because that is who our guest is tonight. <laughs> this, this is Agni. <laughs> He is actually featured in my icon. If you uh, see like me Correct. as Blue Aja, this one, he is, he's with me. Um, he, uh, he turned off my computer right before this started. <laughs> and so I scrambled to restart everything. And I think we're fully back. And for now, I'm going to hold him so he cannot turn off my computer. But I, being his plus one, am Critter XD. <laughs> um, I do Wheel of Time content <laughs> all over the place. I'm on TikTok. I'm on YouTube. I, I'm on Twitch, Instagram. I'm Egwene Alvere on Twitter. Okay, well, he, now he's done. Uh, he's like, now that I've been announced, I can do whatever I want. Um, and uh, he's like, like peace. <laughs> literally, I'm bored. This is boring. Uh, oh. Says Agni, not me. I'm having a great time. And, and I'm myself on Twitter also. And so, uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. And oh, and I'm helping plan WatCon. Uh, so if you Which, don't have your yes. membership yet, consider it. You have 59 days to figure, figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. And that's me. Do the thing. <laughs> Do the <laughs> thing, Julie. Earn, earn much G. <laughs> get your WatCon membership. Yes. That's what we need. We need someone from the threefold talk. We need a memeable face from the threefold talk. That is absolutely right. Uh, or you can just send anyone who doesn't currently have a membership to WatCon the toe intensifies meme. <laughs> just yes. constantly. Andrew, Andrew. Just once a day, uh, every day, for 59 it. days. <laughs> No, no. So Wolf Brother here. 7's wife nailed it with the zoom in and the crop. Correct. Literally yeah. perfection. Yeah. I laughed out loud the first time I saw that photo <laughs> and every single time since. It was perfect. <laughs> was there a I'm, point I'm that glad you stopped? Because I definitely didn't. <laughs> oh no, Dan, you shrunk. I have yet to stop laughing at it. No. I'm glad Indeed. to know I'm not the only one that winds up with the chair doesn't want to stay up problem. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's a Especially because I have the problem that I like to rock back and forth because I have undiagnosed ADHD. Um, and so I can't stay still in a chair like this, which means that it like gets mad at me and it's like, fine, we'll just sink. Hashtag deal with it. And I'm like, That's I get around that by, by stroking the beard, changing which arm is up and then doing this for no reason. There you all go. The time. I like so, all of those. Those are great. It's really just to show off the, the tattoos. Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> It's, that, but, it's, that is a flex. Yes. That is, is. Okay. Uh, here, links, here again. I got him. Links to yep. all of Critter's fantastic stuff is going to be, or is, or whatever way you want to interpret it, in the description below. You'll see it. Just look for Critter XD and you'll see uh, links there. Link I believe Critter is one of the super kind people that has a link tree that makes it even easier to link to absolutely everything. I do indeed so, have a link tree. Only having to post one but link versus like a 30. 
I do. Not wow. under Critter XD though. <laughs> Probably. <so. laughs> yeah. Wait, what? I know. I know. Wait, crazy. but what Definitely if under Egwene? The first line says, "Guess who's back? back again." Egwene <laughs> <laughs> is back. Tell the sitters. Uh, so tonight's topic. Ooh, that's a Watt candy that we'll have to talk about. Later. Is big. It right? is. Larger Huge. than life. And you're gonna need some protection. All right. If oh, you've yeah. not read the full length and breadth of the stories. It's a bit of a so girthy, Andrew, can you please can you yeah, please I, warn, I can... warn our listeners of the taint yeah. that is to come? I'll I'll do the thing. Welcome to the Black Tower, a Wheel of Time podcast. All right, let's check this one. <sighs> this podcast episode will likely be spoiling all the books in the series, but if Daniel is in charge of the recording, it'll never hit the editing bay. So just in case you're some masochist Patreon supporter who hasn't read the whole series and just gets off on being part of lost episodes, how about you put that spoiler condom all the way on? Yes, Perfect. my favorite of more shoddies. Perfection. One, one of his fantastic legendary spoiler warnings. But so, Indeed. I think this is a cool one because there's actually a little bit uh, of a story uh, of how this accoutrement of individuals came together. Well, how we had Critter on. It's not really a secret how the three of us are together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, as all great stories begin, this one began at Jordan Con. Once upon a time, Jordan Con. And there we were, sitting at the uh, the Lazy Doll, enjoying uh, our nice infiltration of the Women's Circle lunch uh, with the nice <laughs> uh, smoked bacon old fashions. I believe that's when we talked about it. Yes. And probably. We started talking about having people on and doing background breakdowns. And the three of us came to the realization that we have not done one on Egwene yet by some accidental fortune. And Is this uh, last year, Jordan done? No. It was this year. No. Like it just happened. You you were not it literally just happened. Oh, oh, that's yeah, right. But we okay. Sure, never mind. Unless I'm remembering the wrong time. Either way, the story is similar wherever the setting was. Uh, <laughs> yes. And the story we were, goes, there were some old fashions involved. <laughs> and we're sitting there racking our brains like, who would be a great person to come on and talk about Egwene? And out the corner of our eye, we saw Leandrin and we were like, perfect. <laughs> of, yeah. of course, Leandrin, I, I think, of course, I think it was, was best is that her, 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 her headphone earplugs or her headphone uh, ear, they, they were like this. They were like, what? what? Big way? <laughs> That's what? exactly what, yeah. Because these like, are with me at all times, actually. And I they mean, did, they, they did in fact are. rotate uh, when I heard Egwene's name. So, okay, he's done again. <laughs> oh, they actually have like cat ears that do that. They do. I've worn Pretty. them. They're actually very off putting, especially for oh, someone yeah. like me. Because we were so. so we decided, sorry, I want to tell this story because it's actually very funny. Uh, so those ears that are like the, the cat ears that actually like pay attention to your emotions and like have a thing that like 
checks your brain functions so that they can like what? do the right expressions while you're wearing them. Someone wore them to a Halloween party I was at like seven years ago. And we thought it would be funny during the game of Cards Against Humanity that we were playing to pass those around a certain amount so that we could see what the judge was actually thinking while they were reading the cards. Uh-huh. It was a great <laughs> idea. We also had to do some legwork with it because there's like a time uh, delay when you put them on for where it like calibrates to your brain. And then once it actually gets an idea of what you're thinking, it'll, <laughs> excuse me, it'll, it'll start like doing it'll the different sneeze the doing the different movements so it worked for a number of people uh around the table as they were doing it and then i put them on and the way that they calibrate is one of them just goes down and then the other one sits there and goes back and forth until it finally calibrates and then they both go up then they both go down and then they both slowly come back up. So it did that. We're good. Wait, comes back up, and then it just immediately starts going. And I was like, "What is happening? Did I break these ears?" <laughs> and really so excited. I went through the I went through the whole thing like with these ears just going nonstop. And the second I took them off, they stopped moving. And the person whose things they were, were like, I've never seen that before. So we looked it up and they were like, oh, that means that you're never stop. Like you don't stop thinking. You already, you always have like eight or nine <laughs> thoughts in your head and it can't actually sit down on one because they're all based on emotions. And I was like, hey, thanks for giving me another like freaking complex about the way that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> with your stupid electric cat ears that is uh, I, i'm gonna need a set of those ears yeah they're actually pretty awesome anyway that's not what we're here to talk about but it was a fun story and i actually really like the the idea of uh things like that that will tell your emotions and our thoughts and communicate them to you because i think the brain is fascinating but Egwene, yeah. it's so also fascinating critter, yeah, correct. <laughs> so, Critter, as as the resident Egwene aficionado, as the connoisseur of all things eggy, as it were, yes, mostly yeah. because you know you know her so intimately because you just are her. I am her. Yeah, right? exactly. In a in a way, yes. <laughs> in a way, we're all Egwene. In a way, we are indeed all Egwene. But, but, but Critter more so than the rest. <laughs> I too find myself discovering things never discovered before and instantly trapped <laughs> in a chamber of crystal. <laughs> Constantly. So, uh, I too find myself yeah. being brilliantly genius and badass in all situations. That's, You're right. Totally I also find myself being incredible with horrible taste in men. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> It's great that we can all relate to her right exactly yeah. <laughs> at least in some way <laughs> um, so was, okay. and andrew was gonna ask a question i was like i know there was a question yeah. that was coming and then it didn't come we got derailed <laughs> sorry something, guys, something like a question we're gonna do the thing that all will of time fans hate yes and try to summarize 
uh, anything <laughs> about the Wheel of Time other okay. than lack of communication. So okay. if somebody had never read the books and they're like, I've seen this character's name. I don't care about spoilers. I just, I want to know about this character. And if it doesn't sell me on reading the series, I'm not going to read the series at all. So no pressure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> How would you summarize the tale of Egwene the Badass? Um, excuse me. Uh, in just a small town, girl. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm horrible at singing because that was a bad idea. No, um, that, was, <laughs> no that was great. That was fantastic. That was brilliant. Uh, okay, so, you know, it's your typical small town girl who seeks adventure and ends up getting traumatized repeatedly, but always coming out on top stronger for it. Um, eventually she gets thrust into a position of authority where she didn't ask for it at all. Um, but she accepts it and then completely thrives all the while she is inhaling knowledge, which she desperately craves and is really, really great at most of the things that she does, um, except for her choice in men. And um, <laughs> eventually, she, we, we all have flaws. Guys. We all have flaws. We all have flaws. She eventually gets to exact some degree of revenge on her original captors, which is one of the most satisfying passages of any book that I've ever read in my life. It involves fire being thrown out of a broken tower and dragon like creatures. Um, and then, whenever she faces the man that she originally loved, um, trying to decide how to face the ultimate foe. Um, she completely holds her ground, stands by her convictions and goes toe to toe with the literal most powerful person in the entire world and does an incredible job. Um, and then in the final battle, he's back on the desktop once. <laughs> uh, oh no. He was as close. Uh, in the final battle, she sacrifices herself, takes down, well, and ultimately takes down several of the most powerful beings in the world. And um, and a and, lot of less powerful. But and still a lot scary. of less powerful, but still scary people. And um, basically, uh, while the main male character is defeating the main antagonist, she saves the pattern of reality. And that's Egwene. All right, uh, I'm gonna just. So be thanks done with for this tuning episode. in. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was. I actually have awesome. to go. I have to go start this series called The Wheel of Time because uh, <laughs> that makes me want to read it. <laughs> Good. That's read it. Well, I mean, I hope that I hope that if you were listening to this, thinking you might want to read The Wheel of Time, that you actually weren't listening to this at all because I would want you to be spoiled. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they've but, been warned. They've been warned. They were. If you are someone who has read The Wheel of Time and was sitting there going, how do I explain these characters to my friends to get them to watch or read the book? Take all of the snippets of that particular thing that don't spoil them and say that word for word. Because that was fantastic. Boom. Thank you. Just just record the audio and play it back. There it is. (laughs) We give you permission. Oh, do you know one of the things... I so like as as my first time going through the books and we meet Egwene and I was like oh my god what a snooty little like mayor's daughter like oh it was but as you know as the story progresses I I grow to love her more and more and more and the biggest 
sort of parallel that I have made that a lot of people I believe can identify with. And you guys can tell me if you agree or not, but I say it's sort of the progression of Luke Skywalker from a new hope to return of the Jedi because in a new hope, and it was just like, Oh my God. And it, in interviews with Mark Hamill, they told him, be whiny. Like, you are a whiny teenager. Like, we need you to play that up because it's going to make contrast for your journey. And then by the time you get to Return of the Jedi, he is, he's on top of it. He knows his shit. And so it's, it's, it's that same sort of character progression um, that I, I had to kind of grow to love Egwene. Um, but yeah. I, I absolutely do love Egwene. She's the best. Yeah, I think the first time I related to her, um, it was it happened my first read, I believe, because um, I was a young girl, you know, reading the books, think thirsting for adventure, basically, right? Um, but I also just really related just to a her. small town girl, literally, like, same vibes. Uh, not not the mayor's <laughs> daughter, but you know, uh, similar enough and I just really resonated with her thirst for knowledge like the moment she found out she might be able to channel she was like oh my god must know everything you know and then she found out that she might be able to yeah. walk and she was like must know everything um and I I totally understood that she just wanted <laughs> to know everything and and that was the first time that I was like yes this is my girl right here and then from there she just you know she just popped off as the kids say and uh, (laughs) and i loved her yeah ever since (laughs) as the kids say it reminds me a lot of the kid that uh that goes to college and discovers like a a field of study or a talent they didn't know they they had and absolutely loves it and literally their entire college life becomes that thing um but like you know in in a good way not like the kid that goes to college and discovers they like you know shrooms or something <laughs> that's all they ever do um, weed nothing that's wrong with shrooms or weed but if that's your entire life like yeah, yeah. but no cool. i mean uh, i'm much like josh like <clears throat> i'm very much the same way i really i don't care uh too much for book one Egwene, uh which i love that by the end of the series, <laughs> I absolutely love Egwene because I think it is a testament to Robert Jordan's ability to do character development. Our love interest is a testament to his ability to not do character development. Um, so it's interesting to see <laughs> uh, or, or those just two write dynamics. romance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just no. um, dude. There are. I'm going to say. I'm going to say it forever. In a later Apple who like duck sauce. Uh, I'm going to say that forever. That Egwene is an, as a an accidental victim of Stockholm syndrome, you know, <laughs> a little, a little too much dream walking, a little too close to the bright light. Just Ow. It's like an ancient magic version of compulsion known as hormones. Ow. Known as hormones. She was known as hormones. She was very young. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Poor Gwen. Do you, no, do you know? Okay, I'm I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna come to her defense because for those of you who don't know, because you all know, because you've all read it, because Egwene needs uh, you to come. Egwene to her defense, ha- right, cool. has this. She, her, and Rand are like kind of betrothed, and then they kind of go, "Oh, you know, J.K." Like, <laughs> no, just kidding. And then she like meets Gawain, and she's like, mm, 
you be you looking like a whole snack and they kind of have this like will they or won't they thing and she's got this like she's she's holding a flag for him man she is mm. and in the end when it actually comes down to them actually being together she's like you are a dumbass i need you to do what i tell you to do and i need you to not be a dumbass and then he's like well i'm gonna do what i want and oh, she's my like dear. How, how can you be so pretty and so stupid? Like, I love that the trope is like flipped around right there. She's looking at him dead in the face and being like, you are so pretty and you are so dumb. Like She's completely for real, ruled you. by please, your emotions. Please don't get your shit together. Please don't be dumb. Please don't yeah. be dumb. Get your shit together. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well, I, I've actually always loved that about uh, Egwene is that she is the girl who got over that because when she leaves the two rivers, she leaves the two rivers because she is ruled by emotion and the feeling of you're not going to go on an adventure without me. Fuck you. Like I'm absolutely coming with you. There isn't actually an intelligence necessarily to that. It's not that she's sitting there weighing the pros of going on an adventure and the cons of going on an adventure and, you know, the pros of getting more knowledge versus the cons of being in danger and things like that. She's just like, don't you dare go on an adventure without me. Like, fuck you. But by, like, book three, latest, she's already like, chill, chill. I don't need to do everything I've ever, or like every decision that I make does not need to be a hundred percent with my head and a hundred percent with my experience and have no emotion involved in it at all. But emotion is dangerous and I need to think about things a little harder. I need to be the person who actually sits there for a minute and thinks because I've been in danger before because I've run into things and I don't want to do that again. And Gawain is a hundred percent. The guy who's just like emotions never learn from them ever. <laughs> and that's like, again, question, that's Daniel. one of the reasons why Egwene is such a wonderfully, like uh, by the end of the story, she has grown so much and we do love her so much yet at the first, at the beginning, she is Gawain as far as like the emotions go, he just never fucking grows out of it. And she absolutely does. And that's why we're like, hell yeah, girl. And we're like, go and just go away. Just go away forever. Please, please. And then he does. And then then he he does down with him. And it's horrible. Anyway, sorry, Andrew, you were going to ask me a question. Yeah. Uh, Can you double check what microphone zoom is using? using? Oh, here we go. I'm just making sure because I I hear like reverb echo more than I usually do, which is never interesting. Uh, It's it is my microphone, my Yeti. Okay. Oh, you're fine. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. You know, mine was doing that last last week as well. It was weird. Interesting. I'm gonna check this out. But yeah, you know, someone brought it up in the chat. (laughs) Okay. Oh, and now you're muted. That's funny. Yeah, that's the <laughs> way to get to get Daniel distracted. Gotcha. Like, hey, yeah, I get reverb in your microphone, dude. But 
Um, so one of the things that I, I really love in this is someone pointed it out in the chat and uh, it, I want to bring it up because it brings up a topic that we have discussed at length in this, in the black tower podcast. And that is, you know, did Egwene really get over it or was it literally beaten out of her by her various captors and IEL training and Aes Sedai training and all the things. And one of the things that I kind of want to point out is, you know, she had, those? I, I don't want to talk about the Shan Chan too much because that I don't think counts as training. Um, <laughs> but with the IEL wise ones and with her short time in the white tower, she was under the tutelage of some of the, wisest uh most badass strong women the world has to offer um she had people in her corner teaching her the right way punishing her when she went astray you know providing consequences for her actions kind of a thing when they caught her she learned a (laughs) lot when well when they caught her (laughs) But she learned a lot. And, and, you know, again, the theme that we we've run with a lot is that the difference between good people and bad people are good people have that strong support. They have that network of people who are willing to hold them accountable and teach them and also, you know, exchange knowledge, learn from them and, and be, and grow with them. Gawain, he had mentors he had amazing mentors. Somewhere along the way, he cut ties with them, went off on his own, said, I can do it better, and is uni- almost universally hated. Sorry, John. Um, <laughs> yeah, almost. But almost, almost universally hated. Um, but it, but it's, it's, a tr- it's a story of tragedy and a story of triumph. The difference being that that strong foundation of mentorship and that social structure of someone there to help them and lift them up. And Egwene is, is a direct benefactor of some of the greatest teachers the world had to offer at the time. Yeah. Fast. Well, I mean, so we, we do a lot with, uh, when we talk about random drop, <laughs> um, to accredit like what each of the Trouble and Asmodian uh, teach Ran. You know, Asmodian teaches Ran how to channel effectively and to learn new weaves and this kind of stuff. Uh, Men provides all this emotional support and teaches him, you know, things she's learned from books and history. Elaine teaches him how to be a ruler and Avienda teaches him honor and how to be a, a good, like in the field leader kind of thing. Um, and to stand up for, for what he believes in. Um, and to be more steadfast in his own beliefs, which is pretty detrimental at the beginning, but he, he gets there eventually, uh, you know, right in the nick of time. But for Egwene, she has a lot of the same, and it's uh, obviously not in the form of a trouble, and it's definitely not from Gawain, but all of the, the phases that she goes through, um, the trauma and the, the teaching and training, all teach her very important aspects of what makes Egwene, Egwene by the end. So she takes, and from the Shan Chan, uh, as horrible as the entire event is, she learns that there are so many different ways to channel that even if, uh, as Robert Jordan wrote it, uh, typically women are weaker in flows of fire and earth than men, 
there are tremendously effective ways to overcome any sort of weakness there. And so she gets the idea of skill can triumph absolute power every time. And she deploys it effectively. And that's what teaches her that there are really effective combat weaves that no matter what, she can really effectively use the entire power. Uh, the wise ones teach her honor, but they also develop her fundamental talent of, of being a dreamer, but mainly dream walking, uh, which from then on becomes like the instant transmission of, <laughs> of the wheel of time. You know, she can go anywhere, see just about anything, figure out everything. And she uses it with amazing efficiency, thanks to their training. Uh, and then her time with the rebel Aes Sedai and with Suan teaches her to be that effective leader, to look out for the different avenues people are portraying things. And all of this kind of, well, not kind of, it culminates when she's captured by the Elida Tower. And all of these things yes. wind up coming together to all be effectively used. The humbleness and the honor and just the pure resiliency that she develops from the wise ones is what allows her to survive and not just survive, but thrive and win over the vast majority of the tower. Um, her training and looking at different ways to use the, the five weaves and actually participate in combat, which is something that in general, the white tower is terribly lacking, like terribly lacking. And she shows how with, you know, some of the weakest people in the tower, she mounts a better defense than any of the full sisters that were there. <laughs> and like, again, that is, a, that is such a huge moment for her because that's when she really comes out as not just the calm, cool, collect leader, not just the really resilient, I can take whatever you dish out, but the I'm here at the top because I earned my way to the top. And it's a, it's a really good like redemption like kind of thing for Egwene. For those of us that really didn't like her in book one or book two uh, that much. And it's like, you get to see the culmination of all the bullshit she's gone through to become like this epic character that uh, I would say 90% of people love by the end of the series. And if you don't, you're a dark friend. <laughs> Just say well, I would it's, it's true. I would name you dark friend, but. I have a feeling the dark one would be a saint to be a saint. Okay. Hey. Critter, I know this is a big question. <clears throat> yes. There are so many options. Okay. What do you think is Egwene's most badass moment? Like I said, I know it's a big question. I know. I know. I think just based and, and on... there's so many to choose from. Uh, yeah, honestly, the two that stand out to me are the uh, Brandon Sanderson, like the memory of light and gathering storm things. Um, but I think just based on the fact that she had just been beaten down repeatedly by Elida and the people of the tower and came out ahead, like above it all, basically, and laugh, literally laughed it off. Um, I think her fighting the Sean Chan is is possible i mean it's so close but it might be her best moment because it's literally for, she's she went from the absolute bottom to the absolute top she taught the novices how to link in the span of like a minute or whatever um they were the, <laughs> they were the reason that the tower like stood as long as it did i guess like the, even the greens were just like what is even happening like how is how are they doing better than we're doing you know what i mean like what's going on here um <laughs> And just yeah, she was like, like, up there? 
literally. And it's just like her and Vora Sagri all right. And she's just throwing fireballs Damn. out the side of the tower, getting revenge on the Sean oh. Chan, which just was a long time coming. Um, and, and that had happened right after her conversation with Varen. So I think mm-hmm. that's probably my yes. favorite part of the books period. So even though the, the, her end is spectacular, I still think that the gathering storm Egwene is, is peak Egwene, if not tied for peak Egwene. <laughs> do, you know, do you know, I, I love where you're going with that because there are so many things that make that scene unbelievably amazing. So she, uh, she's dosed with fork root. She can barely channel enough to light a candle at this point in time. And she's going, I have to do something. I have to do something. So she goes, I wonder if I link with someone else. Can I get up? Hey, come here for a second. And all the novices are like, <laughs> hell yeah, Gwen, what's up? What yeah. do you need? Mother. Mother, you know? And so then she's like, mommy, this is how we're going to link. This mommy. Is how we're, this is how you, yeah, mommy. Sorry. <laughs> mommy. She, she links and realizes she like, I, I believe Recapacidae said she unforks herself. And I love that. <laughs> it's true. And she she gets a full circle of novices. She's at the head of this thing. And she goes, and they're all like, we're gonna, we're ready, we're gonna fight back. She goes, Oh no, we're not ready yet. <laughs> and she goes to the storeroom. She opens a gateway to the storeroom. Grabs Vora's Sangreal, the most powerful female Sangreal. She holds it up and she's like, No, we're now ready. we're ready. And then she proceeds <laughs> to rain down unholy fire upon the Shanchan in, oh, it's in, in such a holy, magnitude. Actually. In such a <laughs> magnitude <laughs> that all the Aes Sedai on the ground are like, who? Who's that? Who that? What is that? Damn! There's a bonfire. No, that's not a bonfire. Someone's channeling. Who is that? I don't know. Like I they're hilarious. There's a looking point at it from a like, distance, going. It's even more hilarious that like some of them are sitting there, like, "Oh, the Green Oz is putting up a valiant defense. They're doing their job." And the Green Oz around them is like, "Nah, bro. Uh, that's, yeah. that's not us." Well, that, and that's not also, us. I also love the moment because Egwene has been with the Shan Chan for a long period of, or for a short period of time, but a very intense period of time. And she knows that, you know, all women who can channel and all of the women who are holding leashes on the women who can channel, who are coming and attacking the tower can see her. They, she yes. knows that when they look at her and her circle, she is a blinding light <laughs> that is just such psychological warfare to them because she's like, oh, you came at the tower and you're seeing all these like little flits of, of women channeling because, and you're like, oh, that's not a big deal. Look at them down there just doing whatever. Yeah, look at me. Look at what you've made, motherfuckers. Like, look at me. I, I'm the Amarillan seat now. <laughs> She's like, you better, okay, like, you come to the White Tower, you better come correct, right? Right. And they didn't. She scared him away. Uh, come like, preparing for a fight. And one of the sweetest parts, too, is that she warned the shit out of every Aes Sedai. Oh, She's my like, God. Oh, you're worried yes, about yes. me. 
and the rebel tower who have been instructed to not do anything, to not rescue me. We were just going to blockade the ports. But the Sean Chan want to put us all in literal chains of servitude. And Elida's like, yeah, no, uh, uh, my palace is being built right now, and you're the biggest threat in the world. Give me some soup, girl. <laughs> God, I, Elida's, I hate her. hate her. Yep. I'm not geez, saying that anybody deserves to there. be taken <laughs> captive by the Sean They're Chan. there. <laughs> but if, if somebody ever did, it would definitely be Elida. Somebody and, who's not and, a dark friend. And, right, exactly. Fair. Yeah, all of the dark <laughs> friends and, deserve and it. Leandro. Actually, that's not 100% true. I take that I back. Because no one Kate. is so far gone to the shadow that they cannot be brought back to the light. So no one should ever actually face the Sean Chan. Uh, but also, like, fuck Elida. Fuck her so hard. Literally. She's we hate her. Yeah. He is a Make fuggly the tower slut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do not trust her. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the taint, it seems, is starting to affect Critter. <laughs> so, no, uh, I'm pretty sure she oh, would say that stone cold so I, I literally just did. There's it. <laughs> the, the, uh, the interesting thing about, you know, Egwene's progression is you know, you, you talk about you can't have, you can't overcome triumph without severe tribulation. You can't triumph and overcome without severe tribulation to, to impede you. You have to, you have to overcome that to become stronger. Um, have and to is a so strong when you word, start but it pinning, does make the redemption that much greater when you do. But, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> You've got Egwene, not only is she being mentored by the most powerful women in Randland, but she's also facing the biggest challenges in Randland. We should start calling it Egwene Land, really. Um, we should. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. There's a case for that. I'm, I'm, we'll I'm we'll talk about it. that. That'll be a Watt Candy later. Okay. But she, she is chained as a Demane. She is forced into leadership. I mean, that... I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, that's good for you. No, she was literally served up as a lamb to slaughter and had to navigate or die her way out of that situation. Then she went to the to the to the proper the White Tower proper where she was literally beaten and healed so she could be beaten again on the daily like she faced laughed the whole so much and it's. It, yeah, and it's one of the things I absolutely love. Did I mention Egwene is really Egwene. good at psychological warfare? <laughs> She's an inspiration, honestly. She is for that and other. She things. is. Oh and, yes. and it's one of the things I love about. It's one of the things I love about TV show Egwene because she, they they made the biggest deal. I think it was episode three or four, but they made the biggest deal of talking about Egwene's sickness as a young child, and they mm. said straight up. Egwene is breakable. Egwene is Quendiar, and or wasn't mm. it like bone break fever or something like that? Break yeah. bone fever, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that was perfect foreshadowing for the rest of her arc. Like, hopefully, we get her whole arc in the show because, oh boy, if we get to see that Sean Chan battle at the White Tower, 
it's gonna be oh. incredible like holy oh, I was like, honestly, I feel like <laughs> they're for a massive increase of the CGI budget. For <laughs> well, that. absolutely. Like it would need to, but it would also be like season seven or eight, like one of the final, yeah. probably the yeah. second last season. And if it's any, if Game of Thrones is any indication, they'll ramp the budget up as the show gains popularity yeah. and has. Imagine, imagine when Watt series breaks the story that they filmed an iconic battle scene <laughs> and they spent as much money on that one event in cgi as they did on like the first That's two seasons <laughs> i i was an absorbent amount see. of money but yeah i can't is. wait to see like the tower you know like up into the air the top of the tower darkened with you know all the all the shan chen flying around and then all of a sudden this light this beacon just god Shines yes forth. and all of a sudden uh, like a mini gun of fireballs <laughs> so you're saying the very tip of the tower is going to shine brightly and then a no, bunch of stuff is going to shoot out of it and then shortly after the tower gets circumcised everybody knew what they were doing whenever they designed the tower okay there's not a soul that didn't know what they were doing and there's not a soul that didn't look at it nod and go rj would approve <laughs> all that I is mean, all true yeah because they didn't make dragon right. out skinny enough right all right guys so i have a question for everyone um this oh, goes along ish i'm gonna go refill with that was a good plan. uh the question that josh asked critter uh i will start just so that you have an idea so We've already gotten season one. That's already happened. Uh, we they have included or haven't included, you know, moments from the the first book that may or may not be important to Egwene. Blah 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 blah. What are the three scenes that you are convinced will be in the TV show for Egwene? Like the three large scale events. Um, and again, this isn't necessarily what you want to be in there. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. What are the three things that you are convinced will be in the show that they cannot and or will not cut? Mine would be uh, the capturing by the Shanjian. Um, I don't know if they're going to do any of the rest of the capture like storyline the same way as the books, but capture by the Shanjian. Um, the battle at the tower and uh, the argument between her and Rand on the fields of Marilor. I think those are the three that are going to be in the show that are some mm. epic Egwene moments. Andrew, what do you think are going to be sort of like the the ones that they will not cut. And you can use mine. I'm not saying that you're not allowed to include those, but you know, you just what are the ones that you think are going to be there? Uh, I'm going to pass it off to Josh to try to think oh, okay. of ones that aren't exactly <laughs> the same three that you just listed. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I will say uh, the first time Egwene finds herself the first time she's in the dream world using the dream Terangriel <clears throat> and she comes across one of the wise ones that mm. absolutely must be in the show that absolutely must be in the show. I think it was Amis that she comes across. Correct. 
And then all of a sudden, all the Dreamwalkers are like, uh, you, you need to come here with us now. <laughs> and she's like, oh, we okay. have met with um, all of the wise ones. And we say, come now. <laughs> the Earth King invites um, you to Lake Lauda. <laughs> no, not that one. It's been rebranded. It's been refurbished. We're good. The wise ones um, bring you to Ruidian. <laughs> What's another? Oh, oh. Egwene has toe. Oh, I was that was mm-hmm. you stole it. Oh, that's what I was gonna that's do. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was trying, I was trying to be unique, but that's okay. I still have one. I very that's, much appreciate that, but also now, now you see my struggle every time. That's why, like, sometimes <laughs> I try to go first just so I'm not the one, like, son of a bitch. I, I've still and, got some in chamber. I want to say, and and I apologize if this is taking another one, but her. Finding or discovering the counter to Balefire. Because that scene is written so specifically when she starts looking into the tremors where the fabric of reality is literally being shredded in front of her. And she goes, you know, if I just... And I I, I want that in, in the series. I want to see her... You know, I... I Right now, we're seeing Egwene, young Egwene, reacting to things because she's, you know, it's it's a reflex and she's she's surviving. By the time we get to that point in the series, I want her to be thoughtful. I don't care that there's a battle around me. I see something and I can do something about this. And this will do. If you more see something, opposing stop players. something. <laughs> Crystallize something. What is this? The Eagle Eye program? Oh. I thought you weren't DOD, Daniel. <laughs> I'm not. Those, that's, those that's are my literally what the eagle eye program is see those something three, say right? something yeah i said yes. see something stop something it's clearly different <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh critter go ahead he, okay well the Varen t scene but nobody nice. said that yet right like that one's Correct. obvious i mean and it's a part, uh, well it's a part that's not of how the true <laughs> yeah i was gonna say well, our oh, live chat has said multiple chat. times well, that because one they're a- in it but no, no, no! I'm not it's trying like to take hot. that away from you. You're 100 percent there. It, agreed. Excellent. Yeah. Um, but yes, <laughs> that one for sure. Gosh, I was gonna say like you have no toe because that one was just <laughs> God. That one was so oh, powerful, so good. Literally, um, get up before we think you're bragging, girl. Literally, oh, God, <laughs> I loved it so much. Um, okay, Agony. Uh, <laughs> always here. I agree that the battle of the towers is a must for me. And um, I need her, I want her to take down as many Forsaken as possible. So uh, since since <clears throat> that, since the, the her end or whatever is kind of a part of her discovering the anti-Balefire weave that I'll say like the, when she literally breaks a Forsaken's mind in the world of dreams. Because <laughs> that was pretty impressive yeah. in my mind. <laughs> like, oh no, 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 no. Like, I'm in charge of you and you have no thoughts. Like, oh, <laughs> it was so good. Like, I love that. Um, so, yeah, those are mine. Excellent. Andrew? Uh, all right, Andrew. So, uh, I don't know that these are going to be in order. This is probably not. That's fine. Um, I definitely agree with uh, a lot, if not all of the scenes that y'all all said, but I'm going to try to list different ones just for the sake of being different um i think what's going to be a really cool scene and we all know how much i love the kind of uh political intrigue uh her the actual ceremony of her ascension to the amberlin seat 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the promotion Ooh. of, you know, Nynaeve, uh, Elaine, uh, Fowlane? Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. and the other one. Uh, Elaine and, and the have. other one. It wasn't Nicola, <laughs> yeah, and the other was one. it? Nicola? Or I think it was. Somebody else? Hold on. I will look no, it, it was... up while you're on the next no, one. The Odrin. The other one. That's... The Odrin. Theodrin. Theodrin. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that scene, uh, it is slightly before, uh, relatively slightly before the discovering of the flame of Thrall of Valon, but um, her reaction uh, to the death of Gawain. So I think that'll be a really good, a really good scene, and I think that'll do like a really good job at reinforcing our humanistic side. Right before you know, bye. Um, <laughs> bye, and then I'm really also, excited to see. By the way, the f- just to confirm, yes, it is Theodrin, Faelane, Egwene, Nynaeve. Those are the yeah. and Egwene Elaine. herself, in yeah. lane. Those are, yeah, did I say you said Egwene? Oh, yeah, understandably. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. I now she's, raise she's myself to Isadai. Becomes Aes Sedai because of her, <laughs> because of her raising. But yes, then she raises Nynaeve Elaine, or Nynaeve Elaine Theodrin Faelane to, uh, with her, which is always uh, really then, funny because you're also like, you don't even fucking like Faelane. Like, what do you do? The appearance uh, of impropriety. He's avoiding the appearance of impropriety. Well, and of course, I think that Egwene also even recognizes that they are deserving of it, even if she doesn't like them. And so not only is it, it, it's even more than that to Egwene, because yes, it is the appearance of impropriety, but it's also like, she realizes that it would actually be impropriety if she didn't. So she's like, yeah, no, this is the right thing to do. Therefore I will do it because my name is Egwene Alvear and I'm fucking dope. Like, Anyway, sorry, Andrew, you were... Yeah, Andrew, you go. I have one after you, though, that I just thought of that I think will make for great television. But you next. Um, and the third one, uh, the first time she stands up to Nynaeve and says, uh, are you really going to be this kind of naive? And Nynaeve just goes, uh. <laughs> Motherfucker, I just what? words slapped the, the smile off your face. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I was, I was nice. going to add I like that, Andrew. That like we we talk about the battle at the White Tower, but I think also like after she gets made the Amerlin by the legitimate tower or whatever, you know, like the non-rebels, yes. and she comes out. I know and, where you're going with and this, gives and her yes. big speech or whatever, and she's like, she makes the rebels have penance, and ev- like everyone's mad about what she does, basically. And it's like I think everyone watching on TV will be mad at her for what she does, but then when they think about it, they'll be like. God, but that was it. That was the right thing. You know, she once again did the right thing, even though it's terribly unpopular. And yes, it just, yeah, she, she's just a. Uh, Gwen well, really and, went, you can't make everyone happy, do you but know, you can piss everyone off. And it's a lot <laughs> and that's what I'm going to do. Yep. Well, I do also know, love how, like, my, one of my favorite things about that is, again, Egwene knows that it's the right thing to do. She does. And I'm not taking that away from her. I just defended her on that a moment ago. (laughs) But also, I feel like a very small part of her 
came about to like the this is the right thing to do because she's been taking such a beating in the white tower for like the past like you know a while now and she's just like how do i make them feel what i've felt to a small degree and also make it the right thing and you're like that way that's exactly it congratulations excellent you know, job <laughs> One of one of the things that I'm just now thinking about with with uh, with respect to things scenes that we'd like to see in the show. And this is, there isn't a particular scene, but I love in the books where Egwene does some maneuvering at the little tower, or she does maneuvering at the at the proper White Tower, and Suan maneuvering at goes, the little tower is always nice. Nice, nice, like that's. <laughs> That's good thinking. Slay. And <laughs> we, in the back. right though? <laughs> now we've seen in the TV show, we've seen what a badass Suan is yes. and how extremely, I don't want to use the term harsh because I don't think it's harsh, but how like very absolutist she can be where she says, I'm the boss bitch and you're going to do what I tell you to do. Like she is so amazing, and and the strength of I her. I think harsh is fair. Harsh isn't always completely unquestionable, yeah. right? The strength of her her willpower and conviction is unquestionable, hmm. um, especially with the Othrod scene. Like, hmm. um, seeing, and I'm sorry for sprinkling those feels upon all of you. Yeah, um, but seeing, <laughs> don't be afraid to catch me, Egwene do something badass and having Suwan go nice I got chills just thinking about it I got chills and just you know what else gives me chills thinking about the black the black Aja like reveal like the the like decapitation after decapitation literally she's like swear the oaths swear the oaths no, swear the oaths. Like, get over here. <laughs> swear the oaths. You know. Yes. Like, okay. And and then she, if if Shiryam's in the show, you know, and that and we find, you know, uh, yeah, that's gonna be a scene yeah. too. There's so many good scenes with the queen oh. that the people are yeah, like, she's say... boring. I'm like, you can. No, she's not. Like, you just no, forget. She's not. <laughs> she's not. So so I think it's actually taking something away back. from a queen. Sorry, Daniel. Go ahead. I was just going to say really quickly, uh, I take it back. There are actually no scenes with Egwene that should be removed from the show. It should just be just oh, that's the not rest that's of not the story no, should there's be. One. There's one. Oh, the ones with Gawain should be removed. No, that's not. <laughs> no. Okay. Hold on just a second. So, so Andrew, let's were you going Gawain to say something? Uh, well, yeah. that's no, Andrew here. was going to say something. Like I was, but it's on a different track. than, than the... Fair. Uh, so real quick critter then what is your one let's, scene let's I'd inverse love to the question we just actually i just what, what i just want to know critters one scene. oh this is <laughs> you'll, when cut. you hear it when you hear it you'll know um exactly what i'm talking about it's the scene where Egwene is panicking because she thinks i need is going to out her to the wise ones in the world of dreams and instead she turns it into a lesson to Nynaeve that she doesn't know the world uh, of dreams well enough and so she uh, oh, yeah. uh, manifests a nightmare that ends up being pervy dudes who like paw Nynaeve like nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. more than that happens yeah. but that alone is something 
that might have been like, oh, Robert Jordan thought like, this is a fitting scare for Nynaeve, but like, I don't think he understands that a woman would not have done that to another woman, well, even if she was trying to teach her a lesson. So, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's one of those things that didn't age very well. That's exactly uh, right. It did not I age will, well. I will. But, but she, yeah. have her conjure a nightmare. Like if she's panicking yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's trying to be like, she's trying to make Nynaeve not talk about it to the wise ones because she wants to like slightly shame her about her lack of knowledge. Like conjure a bunch of spiders, like do something like that. Whatever, don't, yeah. don't make it like sexually uh, violent because again, no woman, no real woman would ever do that to her friend, even if she well, was and a rival at the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. I don't and think nobody... any real person, any real human being. Would, would do that with with a heart at least yeah, yeah. right yeah. well exactly. i say human being because yeah. <laughs> the people that would do that i don't really consider human beings Fair correct so yeah. it's it's a bit of a like call, like well not really a cop out but yeah. there's a qualifier there that nobody yeah. knew i had so <laughs> yeah so if you, if you do that, advocate that kind already... of shit yes andrew doesn't think you're actually a human being so uh second you'll yeah. have you want to feel about that yeah i'm really go fuck yourself so <laughs> Uh, but uh, Andrew, you were going to go ahead and talk about something a moment ago. What was yeah. that? So it had. So this is one of the things about Egwene that has been a subject of debate for as long as the, the series has existed. Um, it is very much alluded to in the TV show. So it's going to be a bit of a two-part question. And one part is going to be books. The other part is going to be TV show. And it is the tantamount Egwene Taviran question theory statement <laughs> and of course i predicated that with the speaking of taking things away from a because there's no secret right. um at least for people that have listened to those episodes where we've talk, kind of talked about severe and stuff uh, about how i feel about it at least in the books with a um so in the books this is the first part of the question do you think that a is truly taviran or should be Truly Tavirin. And then same thing for the TV yep. show. Do you think Egwene is Tavirin in the TV show? You've already answered that, Josh. Be? We're asking critics. <laughs> I know. I know. Sorry. That was ref- Okay. I'm no, asking I, everybody. I'm curious, I'm it is an Egwene like question. I'm curious, like, if you could just give me a thumbs down, thumbs up. Did you think that she was Tavirin in the books, you guys? I just want to see. Josh? I, I thought no. Okay. I like the theory that she might be, but I think no. Okay, and then in the show, yay or nay? <laughs> no, and I can explain. I don't. I can explain want why. it, but I I don't. I don't like it in the books because for me, so much of what makes Egwene such an amazing character is she doesn't have the plot armor crutch of Tavirin. It's the agent. Rand yes. does epic things. He's Tavirin. Perrin does epic things. He's Tavirin. Matt does epic things. He's Tavirin. It can all be explained away by a tantamount plot crutch that they're given by the story, which doesn't erase like their own agency, but it does, I think, diminish how much of their own self is fully responsible for what happens. Which, yeah, that's a that's a relatively unpopular opinion. No, I Um, totally agree with you. (laughs) Yeah, and that's what I love about Egwene. Because she's not doesn't actually unpopular. It. It's unpopular with your okay. co-host over here, but actually, as far <laughs> as the fans are concerned, you're actually well, we also, a thousand percent correct. Yeah. But like the backstory <laughs> to that, you and I also disagree, like kind of fundamentally what being Tavern means for the character. Correct. So it's reasonable and that's that we disagree. Why, yes. yes. But yeah. I think in the T 
TV show, it does allow a, a easier, more swallowable explanation of how badass Egwene is on the screen. It helps tie her into the rest of the Edmundville Five badasseries. Um, well, and so, of course, uh, again, I understand why it's, you know, there are easily cop-outable things, but Moraine does say there were rumors of four Taviran in the two rivers, and she leaves with four human beings. That three of them in the books are a hundred percent Taviran. Four. Yeah. Um, and so again, I'm pretty sure that the TV show is going for that. Uh, again, oh, yeah. I'm not I saying so that too. they can't cop that out later of like, oh, but it was just rumor or Moraine was wrong. She's not Rumors actually as smart as she is four. or blah, blah, no, blah. It's, it's not all like half of, of the series fine. isn't based on an unreliable narrator. No, exactly. Yeah. All of that is fine to a certain extent, but I'm pretty sure that the show is saying that, that the way that they have written it up till this point is they intending are. that Egwene is a Tavir. And possibly I think Nynaeve. Though I they, think instead of going down to three, they'll go up to five. I think, I think they'll go up no, to five. I agree with that. I 100%. So, okay, so here's here's my take on this thing. Um, before the show started, I think there was a preview or something that said, you know, there's going to be four Tavir. Maureen was talking, she said four Tavirin, or maybe Fane was talking, and he said five Tavirin. Either way, we heard that there were going to be more Tavirin somehow. Can't remember how. Everybody was like, will I'll see. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, um, exactly. Um, and so... I, I immediately thought to myself, like, am I okay with this? First of all, because I had at first when reading the book really rejected the idea that only three boys could be the quintessential main characters because the pattern is shaping itself around them. I didn't like that. It didn't feel right to me. There should be girls who are just as important as the boys. Come to find out they were just as important. They just weren't knighted to Viren. They just didn't have the pattern doing its stuff for them. They were doing all the stuff by right. themselves for themselves, which in hindsight, made them seem even more powerful to me because they were just yes. killing, right? Just on their own. Like they didn't have the pattern making things happen for them. I loved that about them, but that took a long time to like manifest and become obvious to me. And I think in this day and age, the show is changing that to make them to Viren, which takes away some of that like yes, they're doing this all by themselves and the boys couldn't have done it. You know, maybe they could have, but like in my mind, girl power, you know what I mean? Like the boys couldn't have done it. Um, and, and instead it you... just puts them on evil footing right, right out of the gate. And it's not going to turn off people like the element that only boys are severe in, in the eye of the world turned me off initially. So it's like, it's kind of like a good PR move. <laughs> if, if we're talking you're, business. You know, that's, no, you're, that's actually a really good point because presumably you know uh, uh, and rafe has been very vocal about this he's planned out an eight uh season arc now can that be expanded sure he's if, god if yes it continues it absolutely can <laughs> i don't be. know if he has but enough source he... material to do that guy. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean <laughs> heavy sarcasm <Gene> season <laughs> sounds perfect we we've already seen Motivation I think there should be 14 seasons and... with 14 episodes. That would be great. <laughs> We've already seen uh, emotions and emotional foundations fast-tracked. Correct. So, you know, and Critter, you just brought up a really great point. I never really kind of considered from a visual aspect, <laughs> from a TV aspect that ran Matt and Perrin, it was like, boom, boom, boom. They just stepped into it and they're all happy and amazing people. And then Egwene 
it her struggle what is books did you really read? a part of her story. <laughs> they just it into it and everything was <laughs> but they were automatically no, the I, main yes. characters. No, yeah. indeed. Correct. <laughs> but 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 that and that and that's again that when I say I like grew Matt to love fell down a flight the of grain, that was part of that story. It was it was her sort of struggle, you know, and, and so when they when people were like, Oh yeah, she's definitely a Tiberian, she just was never identified as a Tiberian. I'm like, okay, I, I see it. In the TV show, though, I gotta say, I think it kind of makes sense to make her Tiberian. I we don't have the same amount of time to expand on who she is as a character. We've already shown that we don't have that kind of time with, with Perrin and his story. Um, we've already shown that we don't have that kind of time with some of the other aspects in the story. So we do, we do. Wayne, the production doesn't. We, yeah, well, oh yeah. The fans do. The fans have time. We, what is this? Oh, 37 episodes of filler? <laughs> sushi Sweet. I love every one of them. <laughs> yes. Give Please me give 14 me. <laughs> seasons with 50 episodes. Make this one piece part two. I'm in. I will be Rafe. there for all you had 1, me until you said episodes. one episodes. Rafe, let's let's hey hey Rafe. If you do one episode of the Wheel of Time for every episode of the Black Tower podcast we've done. <laughs> so if this if this is Rafe's version, can we like with with that, Zack Snyder, can we petition to release the Sarah the Nakamura cut? cut? Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, there we go. The Nakamura oh! cut. Hashtag release the Nakamura cut. <laughs> I like that. Oh man. Actually, I hate that because I hate the idea of the Snyder <laughs> Cut in general, but I will take it for Wheel of Time. Uh, but it's, give me all it's, the content. Whatever yes. you yeah. have, give, give it to me. it all to my More eyeballs content. now. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. But no, like, I, I definitely oh, agree. Okay. There is a thing, and uh, I, I didn't get to watch it, uh, and I didn't get to go to it yet, but there was, I know, a great panel at Jordan Klein talking about why adaptations are necessary. Yeah, I was and on that panel. Is, yeah. Weird. Oh, wait. Critter. Almost Critter. weird that I brought it up while you're you <laughs> there. Weird. Were you there for that? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, uh, sorry. Nah, that was, no, no. That was that Please. was not me. That was Leandrin. <laughs> Indeed. Oh. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's a quintessential kind of thing that anybody that does any adaptation of any written work has to deal with. Um, it's very easy to see what's going on in characters' heads and their motivations and why they're making choices whenever you can literally read their thoughts. You can't do that in good television. Some, I'm sure there's some movies yes. or shows that have done that very well to some extent, but in such a massive series, uh, it, it's, it's nigh impossible to do uh, without making it droll and boring, like most people think the the political arc with Elaine is. I actually really enjoyed it, but I'm yeah. also a political nerd, so there's Same. that. But <laughs> more Brigitta, you probably like episode two. Yeah. Also true, yes. <laughs> yeah. Totally fine. With but can we can we I actually just does... have an offshoot of just Brigitta and Leandrin? Can we just do a <laughs> just Brigitta and Leandrin buddy cop series? Because that sounds amazing. <laughs> Good cop, bad. I really, I really oh, like Brigitta and Matt buddy cop God. series, like that, Falcon oh, and Winter awesome. Soldier. Die. That would be amazing. It's like Falcon and that Winter Soldier, but Brigitta and, and Matt. Yes, it is. Oh my god, I love it. 
I yeah. I will say right now that I will allow you At the you end, guys Matt picks up the Two Rivers Longbow again. On the Black Tower Clone Wars style spinoff TV series that is inevitably going to happen. Inevitably. Right. Instead of the 501st, we have the Band of the Red Hand. That... <laughs> <laughs> you know, mind, minus a couple match. points. Minus a couple points. But, but yeah, no. Um, and I think the... So for the very same reason that I don't like the idea of Book Egwene being Taviran, I think it's also the very same reason why it is a good idea for show Egwene to be Taviran. Um, because it gives Rafe and the rest of the team a way to forward her character, to get her into all of these situations that would take a fair amount of setup, a fair amount of kind of background building uh, to get to where she is. And yes, it is more immediately rewarding, uh, which is uh, ab- almost absolutely necessary for television shows. I mean, how many people uh, watch Naruto or One Piece or Bleach? Uh, and all I have is anime references because I'm a fucking nerd. Um, where you're like, <laughs> I'm so like, sick. Like weeb. I'm so sick like five. of all of the filler. <laughs> yeah. In all of these episodes, it would be necessary to build the background. It's me and my brothers, really- Daniel. Putting us on blast. Book like Egwene okay, on screen that's would wind up being more filler-esque episodes. So I understand it. Uh, I think it's good. There's also, you know, the nice caveat that Brandon Sanderson and Harriet and everybody else gave us. Like, think of this as a full turning later. Like, shit's a little different. Yes. Uh, and in some yeah. cases, way different. Looking at you, episode eight. Um, <sighs> but <laughs> it's still good TV. I'm not bashing entirely episode eight. I just prefer... A little different experience, you know. But maybe faith, one day, because you gotta have faith. The faith, the faith. I saw an interesting idea the other day. Like somebody was like, "Hey, I would love to see the Will of Time done as an anime," and I'm like, oh, "My two loves, please." I see that but. all the time. <laughs> people just desperately, like Stormlight, Mistborn. They want Some every people. fantasy series ever to be anime, and for me, like. I can't quite get as emotionally invested in anime characters. I love me some anime. Like Attack on Titan is one of my favorite properties of all time. Love it. I mean, I've got like Mikasa right there, but it's it's at the same time. Mikasa in Sukasa? Yeah, I've got Mikasa in Mikasa. Uh, God damn it, Daniel. (laughs) um, So anyways, like I, I just, for me, it's way easier for me to emotionally connect with a real life person you know and so mm. i prefer because i'm a character yeah, yeah. driven person i like mm. the characters the best rather than the big magical spectacles which would be easier in an anime i prefer Correct. live action if possible same also you do, do you really say that after watching thing, dragon ball uh, evolutions yes and the avatar He's the last like, airbender movie thing. we <laughs> don't have to I talk mean, about that did, why would you bring that up we're not talking about anime <laughs> fair, they did start as anime and then they tried to do live over action, to live action so. exactly so I, I just committed I, I don't, a, a sin against all great series. No, nope, so mad. Nope. I, I have so much toe, like insane amounts. You do have. I have toe. the big toe. Uh, How yeah, are yeah. you even wearing your shoes right now with so much toe? That's a dad joke. I'm not. Okay, actually, sir? my socks just broke. We need to call all your ex girlfriends <laughs> because that was a dad joke naturally. Delivered. Oh, I'm. I'm 100% convinced that I don't have any children, but every single day I'm like, do I though? 
because I'm really good at these. <laughs> like super humanly good at these. Uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, okay. So final we final thoughts on uh, yeah. We that is what we do. <laughs> Tangents at the Black Tower. What? No. So okay. So final thoughts with Egwene. Let's let Critter, Critter Would you like for, to yeah, go I was gonna first? Say. Daughter of Brandalwyn, owl of fear. Or would you like the final word? You can have the final no, word. No, I'm okay. I, I don't want to take that away from, you know, I'm sure you've got an excellent outro planned. Um, I Final thoughts about Egwene. Just she's Quick, the best. You're, 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 you're very kind. <laughs> um, I just, you, are, you are very kind. I just Also, think... <laughs> I'm not sure you've ever heard an episode of the Black Tower podcast. Say, now we know she doesn't listen to our show. This is incredible it's because cool. you've I been here before. I comment on your YouTube videos all the time. <laughs> it's, it's true. You do. Um, no, we are. <laughs> anyways, I just wanted to say that every time I see somebody say that Egwene is a bitch, it makes me want to punch them in the face. And um, I think just because she is a strong woman who doesn't just fall over every time Rand wants her to, um, that doesn't mean that she is unworthy or mean or overly angry or bitchy. I think that just means that she's strong and has her own independent thoughts, which she's allowed to have. Um, yes. And so we haven't said that yet. We haven't brought up the, the hate that every now and then gets me riled on Twitter. Um, and, and I think I just want to implore <laughs> all of you to consider why you might think Egwene is a bitch before making those comments and um, realize that she's the best character in the Wheel of Time. And that's it. Thank you is, for having is me. Is it any great. better if I if I made the statement that Book Wayne, uh, Book Wayne? <laughs> yes, the Book of Wayne. Book one, Egwene. The Book of I have since revised morning, the way Andrew. I say this because it's yeah. not what I mean. But I have in the past said that Book Wayne Egwene was really bitchy. I have revised how I say that. Well, Such I, just I don't really it's... care for Book One Egwene. I was I was gonna say I mean even e- Andrew over here brought up two horrifying things that should never be brought up ever, uh, which were Dragon Ball Z and Avatar: The Last Airbender, and even he knew whoa whoa whoa, whoa. that going ahead and talking about it's, as far as movie translations yeah I know what he meant but it's not what he said and we all know the internet only listens to sixty percent of what you say and then crucifies that's true you God damn it Daniel. But even gonna, Andrew gonna, knew not to bring up be the headline the of the episode because there is zero, absolutely zero. In fact, there is negative evidence and or uh, you know foundation for it. So yeah, no, we completely agree with you here. Thank you. It makes me <laughs> so mad. It makes me yeah. want to just so, because out. of people Anyways. that are as fantastic as Critter, I revise the way I reveal <laughs> express exactly. My feelings on going. That is that is so, that is really thank you. awesome. Andrew. That's what we do. That, that is the mark of a good. Fan. We learn. You have these we discussions. Grow. We do learn, and you yeah. revise, and you say things in in better ways. So I have I have learned before somebody goes back to whatever episode that was and is like, well, Andrew said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I fucking did, <laughs> oh, and I got better out of my it. mouth before. That's fair. Yeah. Well, and, and so, the thing is, is like I will own the term right like I'll, I'll like i'm thinking about actually making merch that says bitches get shit done with them on it right because like, do it if, if you can reclaim like a term that has a negative connotation at least 
people want it to, um, you know, and just recapture it for yourself and, and like derive I, I, power I can from promise it. promise you right now, if you do like, that, I'm it. buying one. Okay. I was going to say, it's, it's needs well, to go soon. from a thinking about making I just need to design to it. That's liter- it's literally pre-designed, <laughs> but it's going to happen. So, so if, I, if I see it on somebody else's website, I'm going to be pissed because it was my idea. But, Critter, uh, yeah. Yeah. You, and I need to, you and I need to discuss. Or like if it. you want someone who's actually talented with Photoshop, oh, contact New Creations by Jen. Oh, oh actually, okay. we are in contact. My merch Good. is forthcoming. I just Excellent. need to make yeah. that particular design which i haven't made yet but I you know. heard it here right. at the black tower first <laughs> critter xd first. merch is happening it is it's a <laughs> thing. I, new creations by jen it is coming uh let it be known so yes! let it be written so shall are you gonna have a frosty mug can, please I tell am. me you're gonna have a frosty yes! can't confirm it'll get uh, added to my collection <laughs> We watched part of the conversation, which was, hey, yes, we're working on it, happen over Korean barbecue. So it was very nice. Yeah. That's true. Ever go mean, to Jordan Chan? Jordan Chan? Jordan Chan. Jordan Chan. I haven't been able to speak so English Andrew's all day. No, because I was this way at work, too. Okay. I was actually worse at work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes you, you go just to Jordan Con, siding too long. Yes, yeah. you're tainted. When you go to Jordan Con, go check, out, uh, go check out Berserkers. It's really good. Uh, right across the street, Korean barbecue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you do bring yeah, more breakers. than like six people, breakers, sorry, breakers. not berserkers. Yeah, um, breakers. If you do bring more than cool like six people, though. yeah. Hmm. Anyway, if you bring more than like six people, they're going to throw you in the presidential room. So no, yeah, I just like true. momentarily went off on the idea of what berserkers could be. <laughs> and you did pause there like you kind of yeah, shorted no, out yeah. for a second. well you know well you know how they so they have the places where you can throw axes and you can drink like beer uh oh, yeah. and then you have the like the break oh. shit rooms where you can like throw glass bottles and shit that combination yeah pizza hut and taco bell we serve taco bell and beer the The best things for your stomach and bowels for sure i'm sorry i need to stop is is there anything else you wanted to throw in about Egwene? i said my piece we love i love i love love her that's all and andrew final thoughts on Egwene. Or did you already express them as well? Well, I mean, uh, essentially. But Egwene is that character for me that that really, I book one, I couldn't stand. And then she has her moments throughout the rest of the series. Where I'm like, are you fucking serious? But I am <laughs> definitely uh, in, in the TV show, like, oh, God, the mount I have defended Rand in the TV show. Um, biased, but because I love Rand. And at that point in, in the series and the show, <laughs> don't really care for Egwene. But I Yet. really, really love okay. how redeeming Egwene's character arc is. I, I think top 10 anime redemption arcs. Absolutely. <laughs> Without it even being anime, it still makes it into the list. Um, yeah. Wow. I do very, very, I would say by book four, I like Egwene. And at least by book six, book seven, I love Egwene. Um, you know, uh, I don't, I don't hold her culpable for Gallman, you know. I hold him culpable for himself, but yes, this is the way. Thank this you. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way, Daniel. All right, Daniel. I I will agree with everything that has been said 
prior. Uh, I will also just say that Egwene is one of those characters that I really enjoy because I find something new about her every reread. I know that that's true about every character in the Wheel of Time, including all of the Aes Sedai who have S names, mostly because I forget them completely before my next reread and so I'm figuring out everything. <laughs> and Chesmol Emery. But, you know. I mean... um, but no, honestly, there are three characters that I would say I legitimately learn more about and understand further and feel closer to every single reread without fail. And that is Lan, Egwene, and Varen. Every single time I read it. Like, I'm not saying that the other characters are lame and you don't ever find out new things or realize motivations or whatever, but there's a difference between the tier list of people you never stop understanding better and people who are kind of the same character the next time, even though they're still badass, even though they're still awesome, blah, blah, blah. But again, Egwene is one of those characters that I feel closer to every single reread without fail and usually it's a big jump um and that is a huge thing to be able to do with a character in general um and to do with a character that again i know that we've said it before and i don't want to be misquoted or anything but she's hard to like in the (laughs) eye of the world she is but by the end you like forget any issues you had with her at all because you're like Oh yeah, no, she's over all of those and everything's great. <laughs> like, and she was a child. A literal ex- child. Also true. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, you know- it's it's an amazing accomplishment to be able to do with characters. And uh Robert Jordan and Brandon Sanderson do that in the story. And as I said, I especially when you're talking about, you know, I, again. I have not only read the series twice, like we're on four or five full read throughs at this point, And there has not been one of them that I haven't been like, God damn it, Egwene. Like, <laughs> like, how do you keep doing this? She's she an can't onion. be allowed to keep doing this. She's got so many layers. So, oh, she makes yeah, you cry? Does, yeah, all, all of cry. yes yeah. <laughs> she does i I'm feel like she's, she's one of the most emotionally charged characters in the series also i'm not but saying yeah, so i don't so understand saying. her book one i'm just saying i don't like it book one <laughs> <laughs> she's not but bad yeah. she's just written okay. that okay <laughs> all right so Jessica, first off calm down <laughs> uh daniel just so you know the crystal barista loves Egwene book one so just everyone here needs to understand the book one Egwene is Crystal Barista's favorite character right now just cool did we just break our contract (laughs) (laughs) no no the fuck we didn't (laughs) um Our main sponsor, yes, our main sponsor loves, so therefore, by extension, we love... No, just kidding. No, I... And I'm going to try not to get emotional here because Egwene is someone that I absolutely love. When when life is hard, when, when things are difficult for me, when it's dark, when I'm depressed, when I have 
problems, when I have things that I'm facing, it's Egwene that I picture. It's it's Rand that I picture. It's these, I, I, I feel like they're the two most tortured people in the series. Now, don't, there, there are a lot of other people who are also very tortured. Don't get me wrong. But Egwene in the tower and she's literally just being beaten and all she has to do is say you're right i'm wrong i'm not the Amrilin. i'm i'm just a confused little girl and elida has been so condescending to her to say just just renounce your claim and i'll forgive you and you can be a novice again and it Repent, it's such an easy thing to do saved. it's such an easy thing to say the words i i am wrong and i will not fight you anymore crystal barista you heard it here first josh <laughs> said it was easy to say those words <laughs> but but she has such an immense strength of character it's admirable. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you've come from. She was in the right. She knew she was in the right and refused to compromise that for any piece of self-convenience. If everyone had that strength of character, the world would be a much better place. Can I actually just even so, I jump don't, on that for a how second? How you feel about... Because uh, I want to bring up that not only does she do that in the tower when it's being forced upon her, but I actually, one of the places that I love Egwene the most is the scene that we've already talked about of when she knows she can get away with it and doesn't. When she tells the wise ones voluntarily knowing what the consequences will be because she has such strength of conviction that it's not even just to get out of something. It's not even just to it's happening right now and I could convenience myself by not doing it. She walks into the fire. That is who Egwene is. She absolutely says this is the right thing to do and I will not shy away from doing the right thing. And that is an even, a, a level even higher than just, I have the strengths of my convictions not to denounce what I've done. It's an even level of, I have the strength of my convictions to admit to you who doesn't know that I have done something. And it's, that scene is, I, I ball like a little girl every single time I read that scene. Because <laughs> it's, it, again, it's just no, a Egwene, whole level higher. Yeah. yeah. It, but anyone, um, it, I was just going to wrap it up real quick. Anyone who has a problem with Egwene does not understand Egwene. And has a problem yes. with the and Black I Tower. Say that, and has a problem I, with me. I say that. <laughs> I, and and I say that as a definitely if you have a problem with Black Tower podcast definitely and 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 I I I I will not I, as Egwene I will offer no quarter to anyone who has any 
uh, you know, you can have differing opinions. That's fine. But if you want to get insulting and hateful, you have no place with me because lover or hater, you, you real must recognize real. She, and she's amazing. She's absolutely amazing. Um, you have a place with me, but that's it's only so I can laugh at you. So. <laughs> Everybody needs a good laugh. But uh, um, oh, thank you all so much for, for listening to this episode. Critter, thank you so much for giving up some of your time uh, to come and hang out with us. I hope you enjoyed it at least as much as you enjoyed the last times. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, though, this is great. Thank you so much for having me. And, uh, you know, next time you want to talk about Egwene or Leandrin or Brigitta or <laughs> whoever, just hit me up. Okay. Uh, we oh, make yeah. some notes. Make notes. Write that down. Write <laughs> that down. Are, are, we, haven't, we haven't talked <laughs> about Brigitta. We're yet, scheduling so we her done. on the Brigitta episode. Let's go. Because we already did Perfect. Leandrin. Perfect. But... Fair enough. Yeah. Did, but, did we? Um, Oh, I don't yes. know. No, we interviewed yes. Kate. You literally Wood. interviewed Kate Wood. <laughs> well, that was we, did, we haven't done necessarily <laughs> a background breakdown on Leandrin. Did we? Yeah. Okay, cool. Great. Yeah, because yes. we I did uh, Leandrin and Karine at the same time. Oh, yeah, that's right. That didn't yes. sound right. It was a, it was a memory specifically Leandrin. Yeah, we did. Awesome. Yeah. But, uh, Crater, once again, uh, you do fantastic work. You make uh, some of the most hilarious TikToks. It is nice to see that you have a replacement uh, Rand hat. I do. Um, Thank the creator. I'm super jealous. <laughs> you, know, you did give up half the TikTok props of the world to save the world. So we thank you for your sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, Wait a minute. Uh, Snakes and foxes had something to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we didn't, like, Critter didn't see our luggage, and we also didn't see snakes and foxes at the carousel. So. <laughs> Seems sus to me. Whoa, 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 wait, hold on, hold on. Did you go through a doorway? Did you did you agree to give up your you, luggage you, to some you, some foxes or snakes? Was was <laughs> the, the treaty written? Our treaty Not intentionally, although you know how that could be. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it never is. It never I didn't is. walk through, but I was tackled. You know. <laughs> but, Critter, remind the folks at home where all they can find you online. Oh, where okay. All? On all the websites. Um, in fact, I'm on TikTok and YouTube. <laughs> oh, you're on the internet? And I'm in Twitch. Name and, every website. <laughs> and I have a Discord <laughs> and I'm on Instagram and I have two I'm different sorry. Twitter accounts. And uh, and I'm Egwene Alfier on Twitter, which I said before, which is why I was particularly See. interested in coming on today, but also because she's my favorite character, which is why I picked her in the first place. So I'm all over the place. Come say Where's hey. the wheel and chill? Yeah, I'm pretty sure oh. she actually just oh. said all Did of I the, not get a wheel and websites. chill ribbon from you? I I'll bring, I'm bringing them to WatCon. I'll bring oh, you, here I'll it give is. you an extra. I did. Okay, I got good. One. You did, you did, you did. Good, good, good. Damn it. There it is. I finally thought there I had a ribbon that Josh didn't. But, you know, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I, did, I didn't specifically call out wheel and chill, but on YouTube and Twitch, um, on Tuesdays, many weeks, although like we're not every week during the hiatus, but uh, we have uh, the Wheel and Chill show where Tavir and Tavern, Wine Spring Cafe, and I talk all things Wheel of Time. So that is on my YouTube as well. All things and you've Wheel seen... of Time? Name every character. <laughs> you've seen uh, I could not Tavern. Do. <laughs> Oh, you like Wheel of Time? <laughs> yes. An you've seen Tavir and Tavern. And an ice to die with an S name, <laughs> and another ice to die with an S name, <laughs> and Chesmal Emery. <laughs> yep, I think you covered oh, it. Uh, you've seen Tavern. I got them all. Yeah, all he came up. on. 
on the on the Black Tower before, and we talked uh, predominantly about uh, the ending of the season one TV show. Um, but definitely go and check out his TikTok because uh, uh, it is fantastic, really good discussions. Um, and check out his Instagram because you get to see Epic, Will, and Chill. Uh, why do I always say Chill? There's no E in Chill. Wheel and Chill. Wheel and Chill. Um, make some epic uh, artwork designs for Will and Chill. Um, I still really, really want and have to get one of the holographic style. uh, God, I know. I can't wait until I get mine. Um, But uh, links to everything uh, that Critter does um, will be in the description or show notes below. So definitely go and check out Critter if by some accident you haven't come across everything that Critter does. Um, (laughs) Right. Freaking hilarious. Also, I my best something get... about Egwene that you love, comment in the post below. Comment yeah. below. The Tell us area. what we didn't talk about. Maybe we'll do another background breakdown on Egwene. Remember? Maybe. But that's going to do it for us tonight. From all of us here at the Black Tower Podcast, uh, super huge, ultra, mega pint thanks to Critter for giving up some time and coming out mega and talking about Egwene with us. <laughs> And uh, as always, it's it's an absolute joy for us to have you here, uh, and you're always welcome <laughs> here at the Black Tower. But thanks again for having me. I, oh yeah, anytime. Uh, but I have been your by Jean Mahill, Andrew. And uh, again, uh, we just want to reiterate: thank you so much for being here. We hope that you have appreciated this week's dose of taint. And we hope that as you leave here, you're just a little bit more insane than you were when you first arrived. Thank you for tuning in. I have been your Sorovan Hale, Josh. And just in case you haven't gotten yours yet, please know that your uh, your test kits to see if you can feel the flame are in the mail. Um, you will be contacted if you uh, if we find out that you have the Spock. Uh, and then you will be expected to report to the Black Tower as soon as you get your letter. Uh, so have fun. Be good. Facts. Come on down. Uh, we hope you're having a lovely, wonderful and morning. And the Black Tower letter supersedes the Hogwarts letter. I'm just saying. Uh, if you get both, though, you might be the most powerful being in the universe. <laughs> But yeah, so I, from all of us here at the Black Tower, I have been Daniel, your Amon Khan Mahale, and we hope that you are having a lovely morning to all of our new recruits and to all of everyone else out there as well. And in case we don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening, good show. Trouble just fitting.